0: Ladies and welcome to the Amazing Bible. Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thanks for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today we are briefly covering Jeremiah chapters 34 through 45. This is the second biographical interlude about Jeremiah. This section can be confusing because it seems to pop back and forth between kings and it does not follow a chronological order. So the chronology can be found in 2 Kings chapters 24 and 25 and 2 Chronicles chapter 36. As a reminder, the last good king of Judah was Josiah, who was killed by the king of Egypt on his way going up to join forces with Assyria to fight against Babylon. Jehoahaz, also known as Shalem, became king in his place, but as soon as the king of Egypt came back down in defeat less than a year, he took King Jehoahaz to Egypt and made Judah pay them tribute money, and the Egyptian king, Necho, made Jehoiakim king. He was also called Eliakim. He reigned around 609 BC to 598 BC. Then Nebuchadnezzar shows up and says, you're going to pay tribute to me, and Judah is going to be my vassal. This is when the first exiles were removed from Judah to Babylon. It was this exile that Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were taken. Jehoiakim joins Egypt to fight against Babylon. Jehoiakim dies, and his son Jehoiakim, also known as Jeconiah or Kaniah, reigned for just about three months. King Nebuchadnezzar comes back down to Jerusalem and takes Jehoiakim captive as well as Ezekiel the prophet and other leaders to Babylon. This was the second exile and good old Neb makes Zedekiah king. He is also called Methaniah. Judah was a vassal nation to Babylon, but Zedekiah wanted to rebel and join up with Egypt again. And at this time, Nebuchadnezzar had had enough. He completely destroyed Jerusalem and the temple and burnt it to the ground in 586 BC. He took his third and last group of exiles to Babylon. Neb left the poor people in Jerusalem and Gedaliah was placed as governor of Jerusalem by King Nebuchadnezzar. Since Gedalia was not from the royal family, various Jews want his position and they killed Gedalia and this caused the people to flee to Egypt for security. This is the story that we're looking at today. I will point out highlight verses as well as fill in some of this story as we take a look at these 12 chapters of Jeremiah. Chapter 34 is when Zedekiah was king of Judah and Nebuchadnezzar was laying siege against Jerusalem and the other cities of Judah. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and he went to the king and he told the king that he would not win against Babylon. And because of their turning away from the Lord, they will be overcome by Babylon and Jerusalem and Judah would be destroyed and Jerusalem will be burnt with fire. With chapter 35, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah again, but this time to the group of the Rechabites. They were godly men who seemed to hold to a Nazarite vow of not drinking wine. So obeying the Lord, Jeremiah called a special meeting in the house of the Lord and offered them wine to drink, but they would not because of their vow to the Lord. Then the Lord used the Rechabites as an example of godliness. While the people of Judah and Jerusalem were unfaithful, even though the Lord kept sending the prophets over and over and over again, the Jews would not listen. The Rechabites will be blessed by always having a man stand before the Lord. In chapter 36, the story switches to the time when Jehoiakim was king of Judah It was during this time that the Lord commanded Jeremiah to write on the scroll the words of the Lord concerning Judah and all the nations. Verse 3 says, Perhaps the house of Judah will hear all the calamity which I plan to bring on them, in order that every man will turn from his evil way. Then I will forgive their iniquity and their sin." Jeremiah called Baruch the son of Neriah, and Baruch wrote on a scroll what Jeremiah told him. Baruch's job is known as a scribe. Once finished, Baruch went into the Lord's house. An officer heard the words and told other officials. They asked Baruch how this scroll came about, and they learned that it was through the words of Jeremiah, They told Baruch and Jeremiah to go and hide. They took the scroll and they read it to the king. The king was sitting by a fire in his winter house. And when three or four columns were read, the king would burn them in his fire until all of the scroll was consumed. The officials pleaded with the king to not burn the scroll, but he would not listen. The king went after Baruch and Jeremiah, but verse 26 says that the Lord hid them. So the Lord commanded Isaiah to write it again on another scroll. And verse 32 says, Then Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to Baruch the son of Neriah the scribe, and he wrote on it at the dictation of Jeremiah, all the words of the book which Jehoiakim, king of Judah had burned in the fire and many similar words were added to them. Chapter 37 pops back to Zedekiah, the last king of Judah. One other thing to notice is that it is now written in third person. Someone is writing about Jeremiah instead of it being Jeremiah speaking. Some people think that this is a different writer and if so, then the likely candidate is Baruch, but it does not say. Some people believe that Jeremiah is still writing, but he has chosen to write in the third person. Personally, I can go either way. Dr. Betts, my Old Testament professor, believes that it is Jeremiah. So here the king sent Jehuchel and Zephaniah, which is not one of the minor prophets, to go to Jeremiah and ask for him to pray for the people on the Lord's behalf. This was before he was placed in prison. Jeremiah tells the king the truth that they should not trust or join forces with the king of Egypt because they will lose to Babylon. The Babylonians stopped the siege on Jerusalem in order to fight the Egyptians. And during that time, Jeremiah headed to his hometown in Benjamin to take possession of some land there But while going, a captain of the guard saw him and said that Jeremiah was joining forces with Babylon, so he arrested him and took him before the king. The king was angry because Jeremiah's words were against him, but he did show Jeremiah some grace and kept him in the court of the guardhouse so that his life would be spared from these other men. Some of the officials heard Jeremiah's words of doom and they wanted to put him to death. They said, for this man is not seeking the well-being of this people, but rather their harm. The king gave them permission and said, behold, he's in your hands for the king can do nothing against you. Verse five. So they put Jeremiah into a cistern or a well that had no water, only mud. And Jeremiah sank into the mud. They expected him to die there. But in verse 7, we see that Ebed-Melech, an Ethiopian eunuch, found him and he went to the king and asked if he could save him. The king said, take 30 men from here under your authority and bring up Jeremiah the prophet from the cistern before he dies. Verse 10, they saved him. And when Jeremiah saw the king, the king promised that he would not turn his life over to the men who tried to kill him. Jeremiah pleaded with the king to turn himself over to the Babylonians. Verse 20b says, Please obey the Lord in what I am saying to you, that it may go well with you and that you may live. But the king refused. And Jeremiah stayed in the court of the guardhouse until the day that Jerusalem was captured. Verse 28. Chapter 39 is when Jerusalem is captured. The Babylonians overtook Zedekiah, killed his sons and his nobles before his eyes, and then blinded him and bound him in fetters of bronze and brought him to Babylon. Verse 7. They broke down the walls of Jerusalem and the temple and burned it to the ground. The rest of the people were taken into exile, but some of the poorest who had nothing were left to take care of the land. Jeremiah was spared by Nebuchadnezzar, and he was placed in the care of Gedalia, the governor, and they stayed with the people in Jerusalem. During this time, the word of the Lord, the Lord of hosts, came again to Jeremiah, and he told Ebed-Melech, the Ethiopian, that the Lord will deliver him and his life will be spared because he trusted in the Lord. The captain of the Babylonian bodyguard, Nebuzaradan released Jeremiah of his chains and set him free he said in verse 4 of chapter 40 but now behold I am freeing you today from the chains which are on your hands if you would prefer to come with me to Babylon come along and I will look after you but if you would prefer not to come with me to Babylon never mind look the whole land is before you go where it seems good and right for you to go. He said this because he knew that the Lord had declared that this would happen and that Jeremiah had spoken this prophecy of Babylon's victory. The captain of the bodyguard gave Jeremiah a ration of food and a gift and let him go. Verse 5. Now once the Babylonians were gone and Gedalia was governor, the Jews were coming back to Jerusalem, but the land was also very vulnerable Various Jewish leaders from other towns wanted to be leader. Chapter 41 begins with men from the royal family met with Gedalia and while they were eating bread together, they killed him. These wicked men who were led by Ishmael then killed other Jews who could stand in their way. Jehonan and the commanders of the forces came and fought Ishmael. He ran away with his eight men to the sons of Ammon and Johanan took the people to a city by Bethlehem in order to proceed to Egypt. Verse 17. They approached Jeremiah and asked, Please let our petition come before you and pray for us to the Lord your God. That is for all this remnant because we are left but a few out of many as your own eyes now see us. That the Lord your God may tell us the way in which we should walk and the things that we should do. Verses 2 and 3 of chapter 42. Jeremiah prayed for 10 days and then the word of the Lord came to him. The Lord said to stay in the land and not to go to Egypt. What is interesting in this chapter is when they say the Lord your God and then the Lord our God. And then chapter 43 starts. But as soon as Jeremiah whom the Lord their God had sent had finished telling all the people all the words of the Lord their God. That is all these words, verse 1, Azariah and Johanna and all the arrogant men said to Jeremiah, verse 2, You lie. Then they blame Baruch and say he's trying to get them caught by the Babylonians. And no surprise, ladies, they did not obey the voice of the Lord, even after they said they would. They went into Egypt in the town of Tepanes and we see in verse 8 that Jeremiah received a word from the Lord while in Tepanes and so we see that he too went into Egypt. The Lord said that Babylon will also be coming into Egypt and will burn the temples of the gods of the land and take captives from there as well. Chapter 44 continues with God's judgment that is coming on Egypt and how the Jews are not listening. And then verse 7, the Lord asks, why are you doing great harm to yourself so as to cut off from you man and woman, child and infant from among Judah, leaving yourself without remnant? Verse 11 Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am going to set my face against you for woe, even to cut off all Judah. And then in verse 14, again, we see a bit of grace, except for a few refugees. Again, the people would not listen. Verse 16. Verse 22, so the Lord was no longer able to endure it because of the evil of your deeds, because of the abominations which you have committed. Thus, your land has become a ruin, an object of horror and a curse without an inhabitant as it is this day. Finally, chapter 45, we see a small message to Baruch, Jeremiah's scribe. It seems that Baruch said, Oh, woe is me, for the Lord has added sorrow to my pain. I am weary with my groaning and have found no rest. Verse 3. He sort of sounds like Jeremiah's complaining in the first half of the book of Jeremiah. The Lord then says this theme that has been throughout the book. Thus you are to say to him, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, What I have built, I am about to tear down. And what I have planted, I am about to uproot. That is the whole land. But you, are you seeking great things for yourself? Do not seek them. For behold, I am going to bring disaster on all flesh, declares the Lord. But... I will give your life to you as booty in all the places where you may go. What we see here is that disaster came to Judah and it is coming to Egypt just like Judah. And for those who do not obey and who do not listen to the voice of the Lord, disaster comes. But to those who obey, who listen to the Lord, who walk in his ways, even when it's hard, the Lord blesses. The Lord bless the Rechabites and the Ethiopian eunuch and Jeremiah and Baruch. The Lord wants to bless you too. So, ladies, if you hear the voice of the Lord of hosts, please, please do not harden your hearts please obey so that it may go well with you and that you may live. In the New Testament, Jesus said to Martha after her brother Lazarus had died in the New Testament book of John, chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life he who believes in me, though he be dead, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And then he asks her, do you believe this? Ladies, do you believe this? Oh, I hope so. Thank you so much for listening today. And until next time. Bye.